The Manifestation of the Sons of God, Introduction, The Ascension of the Sons. We've come to a time in the earth where we're seeing the culmination of God's dealing with mankind. We're in the wrap-up of all things, and God is bringing forth his sons as his vessels through which he is moving. It is the time for the manifestation of the sons of God, the fulfillment of Romans 8. And if you think that you've seen a lot of turmoil in the earth over the past several years, well, you've seen nothing yet. The book of Revelation speaks about an event scheduled in the time we call the parousia, or the coming of the Lord. This event will herald the ascension of the sons into the presence of the Father never before seen. The word calls it caught up to rule and reign with Christ. It is to this time that you have now come. Mankind has entered through the portals of change, and there's no going back. We have hit the point of critical mass, and the next step before us is the ascension of the sons. It has already begun. If you've been led to this book, it's because there's a groaning and drive within your heart for something more. You've seen through the hypocrisy. You've seen through the forms and rituals of organized religion. Or you've seen that the path of the New Age movement and self-enlightenment is not the answer either. For some, the preparation has been through conventional church. For others, perhaps the preparation has been walking in the path of the New Age movement or within the Eastern religions. It doesn't matter what path you've taken, for God is bringing his people into a realm of reality and into the experience of sonship, not theory and not doctrine. God's sons have been scattered over the face of the earth, but the Spirit is calling them out. It does not matter what the faith is or no faith at all. What matters is an openness of heart to be taught and brought into that which has been prepared for them. Business is not as usual, for we're talking about the experience of sonship, the embodiment of the Godhead within a people, a change of life and existence beyond what anyone has seen before this time. Is this scriptural? Well, absolutely, for Christ was the firstborn of many brethren, and that many includes you. We speak quite a bit about functioning in the realm of spirit and the conjunction of ages in this book, for God is bringing a merging of worlds, the world of spirit and the natural world, and God is bringing his people through this transition of time into a walk in the spirit beyond what I have seen or has been perceived in the heart of man. The preparation is going deep within the sons, for sonship will cost you everything you have. Are you prepared to pay the price? Throughout the book, we speak of the travail of sonship, a travail that has only recently begun. What we have seen over the past several generations has been preparation, the preparation of God's kings and priests who have been in the womb of maturing until now. We're beginning to experience a transitioning, for it is a time for delivery, the birth of a son. We've also addressed the issue presented in Romans 8 concerning creation, for creation is in travail with the sons to be set free from the futility 
they were subjected to ever since the time of Adam and Eve. We will see a greater interaction of creation as the pangs of childbirth intensify. The earth changes that we're seeing are going to increase because the travail is getting more intense. This can sound rather apocalyptic, and perhaps it is, but this is the time. We're facing changes that are going to move forward exponentially, for one release after another will beget or empower the ability for subsequent releases to unfold even more quickly. The time of change and the fulfillment of Romans 8 is upon us. As broad as the teaching is presented here, we realize that we're still only touching the tip of the iceberg, for God has prepared a great deal for his sons to move in. As the word conveys, I has not seen, nor is ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, those things which God has prepared for those that love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9 In Jeremiah 1.5 if you have run with footmen, and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? If you fall down in a land of peace, how will you do in the thicket of the Jordan? Jeremiah 1.5 We have run in the days of the footmen, and now it's time to run with the horses. There is much ground to be taken. It is time to possess the land. Manifestation of the Sons of God, Chapter 1. The baton has been passed to you. Hebrews eleven thirty nine and 40. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us, so that apart from us they would not be made perfect. We have never seen a greater turmoil in the earth or in the heavens than what we're seeing unfold during this time. The people who are blessed to live during this time are witnessing changes, the likes of which no one has ever seen before. We have come to a culmination of all things. It is the end of one day, the day of the soul, and the beginning of the next, the day of spirit. Hosea 6, 1-3 Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us, and he will revive us after two days. He will raise us up on the third day that we might live before him. So let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. Hosea speaks about the third day in the dealings of God with mankind. This third day is the day of spirit, and this is the time that we have now come to. A conjunction of ages is happening, and we're finding ourselves walking literally in two worlds at the same time. The day of the soul is passing away, while the day of spirit is coming forth, and we have begun to experience living in two worlds simultaneously, the realm of the spirit and this natural realm about us. We're much further into this new day than we've had eyes to see, or the heart to understand. We're much deeper into the day of his kingdom and the time of his presence than we realize. But the day star is rising in the hearts of his sons, and there's a growing awareness coming. 
As a people, we've been on a very long sojourn since we left the heart of the Father. We've been sent to see the completion of God's will in the earth during this time. Whether you began your walk with Him yesterday or 80 years ago, you've been on a path of becoming and completing His will. This sojourn has taken us full circle from the time we left the presence of the Father until now, as we return to live in His presence forevermore. Our embodiment in human form created for us a temporary challenge, for the flesh nature creates a temporary veil, and the illusion of being separate from Christ and the Father has been just that, an illusion, for we have always been in His heart. The Apostle Paul had an acute grasp upon the time in which he walked as he moved throughout the churches and later as he functioned from his cell in the Roman prison. He understood the time and seasons that were before him, the challenge to see the church come forth and to see men come up higher to a plane of revelation and understanding. He faced the daily challenge to lay hold of that for which he had been called. The church, the bride of Christ, once again faces the challenge of coming up higher. It's time to embrace the changes of a new order, a new way, a new baptism, and a new consciousness. This transition is dealing with a new order of creation that's coming forth, and that order concerns the establishing of a new race of people, the sons of God. God is bringing his word to pass in this hour, but the greatest challenge has been that his people have not been able to recognize the day of his appearing and the day of their visitation. This lag is being removed as the fire of his dealings have intensified. Malachi 3. Behold, I am going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap, and he will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver, so that they may present to the Lord offerings and righteousness. The deep work within the hearts of his sons has been turned up. It is no longer acceptable to just carry on, assuming at some point in the future that God will complete his plan. You are his plan. You are pivotal in bringing to pass his will in the earth during this time, but you must see. There must be the removal of this lag that exists between God's moving and the ability to recognize His moving. Within Christian circles, there has always been this desire to define God, creating barriers and limitations of who and what God is by virtue of their revelation or present experience. But as God continues to move on, so does the expanding revelation of God and the unveiling of deeper truths in His Word. The challenge of change has always been to stay open, flexible, and yielding to his demands. And that's easier said than done, for everyone brings with them baggage. 
And that baggage is usually in the form of your personal concepts of God and your predefined limitations of just how far you will go to follow after Him. If you've had a position in a church, then that becomes an even greater hurdle for you to let go of. We must hold nothing dear. There's a time to walk, a time to rest, and a time to run. And this is a time to run. As the prophet saw, there is yet much land to be taken. Joshua 13.1 We have come to a time of fulfillment, and God has surely opened the portals of this new age to his sons. It has been the Father's plan all along that he would bring forth his family, his sons and daughters, patterned after Christ their Lord. God never intended that you or I would see from a distance the promises and realities of the word, yet never enter into their fulfillment on this side of the veil. It is time to embrace the transformation of sonship. What is coming forth now is a change that is complete and thorough, identical with Christ. With this change, we will see the emergence of a race of people, the sons of God, that truly embrace and manifest in their physical bodies both immortality and resurrection on this side of the veil of death. Hebrews 12, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hebrews 12 speaks of the men and women of faith, the martyrs that truly loved not their lives unto death, who followed the Lord. The book of Revelation speaks of those who follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth, who loved not their lives unto death. We must realize that we have come into this company, as Hebrews speaks, of just men made perfect, and to the myriad of angels, and to the cloud of witnesses. We walk in the midst of a most holy company of believers who saw from a distance that which the Lord had prepared for these days, yet they did not enter into it. The promise has remained that they, without us, would not be made perfect. Hebrews 11.39 you are running the last leg of this race. You are holding the baton tightly, for the baton has been passed to you. The cloud of witnesses are watching closely, knowing that their release and the release of all creation is contingent upon his sons, you and I, completing this race and breaking the tape. As Paul said, to finish the course, Philippians 3. The admonition in the Spirit coming is break the tape, my sons. There's a great deal resting upon your shoulders, for God has sent you into the earth at this time to be one of the anchormen in this last lap. What a privilege. What an honor. Your heart is broken, for you deeply feel the groaning of all creation and the path is clear. This last leg must be finished. It is up to his sons to finish the course.
To those who walk according to the flesh, these words, this stance of faith, could appear as arrogance. To those who have been given eyes to see, they see themselves as a reed broken by the wind, a lampstand which has been broken, allowing the light of Christ to shine through. God's sons in this day may appear in many ways to different people, but what the Lord is creating is a humble people who have been brought low so that the light of Christ might be fully revealed through them. If you're wondering what you're experiencing, you're experiencing the changes, the beginning changes of sonship. You've been on a sojourn. It does not matter what appears to the eye, or how you may appear to people, or how well you may have your ducks in a row. It is not business as usual. What matters is that God is accelerating His work within each one of His sons, and your life is not about anything else but possessing that for which you have been chosen. You are the handful of seeds scattered upon the mountaintops, the leaven that shall leaven this age. We are further along and much closer to complete fulfillment than we've been able to recognize. For the kingdom that we seek is here. It is within. If this calling of sonship is upon you, then you know that you've been walking on this path into his presence. It has probably been a long and lonely path, but it's been a path that he's given you to walk. For this is why you're here. God has most assuredly ruined you. He has ruined you for any other life short of complete fulfillment. You have seen and tasted of the powers of the age to come, and you cannot turn back. And you have one reason for living, to follow Christ's path into sonship and to manifest the glory of God to a dead and dying age. Whatever it takes, Lord, do it in us. Whatever he requires, whatever he asks, our hearts are driven to be fully obedient unto him. We are not unwise as to the ways of the Lord, for we know that he will continue to stretch us beyond our limits. We know that the cost that will be levied is the elimination of the soul or Adamic nature. But this is the path we've chosen, for this is the path of sonship. Make that predetermined decision that no matter what he asks of you, no matter what he puts before you in the path, that you will give him everything. <laughs>